0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Game's almost here. Al Michaels called it the most hyped regular season game in 30 years when he joined Greeny this week. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Can you guys, either one of you, remember a more hyped regular season game? I mean... I'm trying to. You
1: said 30 years ago. I'm just trying to think. Ever. I mean, no, I, I. It would be the Tuna Bowl for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tuna Bowl, Jets, Parcells, Howie left. Just a whole. You got to remember, Bill left after taking the team to the Super Bowl. He didn't fly back with the team from New Orleans. He basically said, "Man, I'm out of here," and left. And it came to coach the Jets the next day, basically. And so when we went back there the whole week, it's New York. It's not Boston. It's not Tampa. In his tuna, Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, goes back to a situation where it was tense. You remember the whole quote, You want me to cook the groceries you should let me shop for. Yep, him. of course. It's like he it, wanted power in the yeah. organization. Yep. So that was the hype for me. I remember that whole deal because
2: I was a part of it. People consider Bill Belchick to be the greatest coach to ever coach the game, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: People consider Tom Brady to be the greatest quarterback or player to ever play the game of football. That is
1: absolutely correct, though.
2: That makes it hard to beat. I mean, you can go back. I'm sure there's nostalgia around certain matchups, but just the fact that those two were able to do that together, and now they're separate.
0: You know what else? In football, like if it was baseball or basketball, as much as a coach makes a difference in basketball, it is star-driven. If you have Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, you're going to be a powerhouse, right? Then a coach can take you over the top. But in football, it's unclear that ever we're in. Wait, is it more quarterback or coach? That's why it was such a good debate. And when these two dudes for two decades did that, now they're facing each other. Oh, there's no question that there's Mm -hmm. a lot.
1: There's no question a lot of hype around. I mean, it's 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 the 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 huge hype. I mean, you got networks setting up outside of Gillette doing their shows from there today. And the game is not till Sunday, And, and so you know. I can't wait to see some of the uh, artifacts, T-shirts, things of that nature, the slogans, and some of the stuff <laughs> that people are going to be selling. Because that's what they did with Bill. It was it tuna bowl one, and it was the fish and this and Mr. Kraft and that. You know, I know they got some, some Belichick and Tom Brady stuff floating around that you can purchase.
0: We waited all week to hear from the two key participants in this game, Belichick and Brady. So what did they say about each other? First, we heard from Belichick on Brady on Wednesday. This is some of what he said.
3: Yeah, no, nothing Tom does surprises me. He's a great player. Works hard, takes care of himself. I mean, he's, he's talking about playing till 50. I mean, if anybody can do it, he probably can.
0: Yeah, if you, if, if Belichick <laughs> would have thought he could have played till 50, they might have offered him a bigger... <laughs> A bigger guaranteed contract. But but I was with Belichick. I never thought someone could play till 50, and now he's 44.
1: Really? That's right. Cliff. (laughs) That's right. Mimi. I I think uh, Bill, again, Bill's giving him his compliments, but Bill's not going overboard. He's giving him one one here, a little piece there. (laughs) Right, Jay? Yeah. He gives him a little nugget here, a little nugget there. Tom's great. Tom's one of the best to ever do it. Tom's, you know, he's not – that's
2: just who his personality is. You know why I love, Bill? It's that personality key is like, yeah, I'm going to give somebody their flowers. But the way he says it, you know inside that he wants to beat Tom. He wants to win every damn game, okay, first and foremost. But it's like, here's my opponent now. This is how I want to decipher my opponent. Yes, it happens to be Tom Brady. And then I will move on after Tom Brady to the next opponent. But obviously, it, like that's who he is. That's that's, that's what, who he is. That's what I
0: get from this. When when Belichick says he's great, you know, takes care of himself. <laughs> it sounds to me, it doesn't sound to me like he's trying to downplay Tom. Remember, I said that Parcellian school, Key is from it. Uh, uh, so is Belichick, really. Where if I hear Key say, yeah, he's a good quarterback. I know that means he's a great quarterback to everybody else, right? Because the mentality is you're getting ready to play them. Yes. So there's no reason to go into the entire career amazing – yeah. Belichick is thinking, what can this dude do to me on Sunday? Mm-hmm. What does he bring to the table? Okay, he, he makes good decisions. He takes care of himself, so he's still playing well. So he's giving you, to me, key, he's, he's giving you a little insight into how he's thinking. He's preparing for the game. Why would I
1: give Major, as Jay likes to say, flowers to somebody I'm getting ready to face? I'm just going to acknowledge the fact he's a good player. I mean, I, I know Tom Brady. I coached him. I, I essentially mixed it up and made him. I know what he's capable of doing. But I'm not getting ready to overpraise him when I'm preparing to take care of
0: business against him. You ask Belichick about Brady 10 years from now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Ask ask him about
1: Lawrence Taylor
0: now, right? As Key, you mentioned it earlier in the show. They're not going to do it with active players because they have to constantly evaluate them and figure out what they do well, what they don't. Later is the time for the flowers.
1: Yeah, he's not – Bill's not going to – Bill doesn't – that's just in in instance most coaches do that, that are good. They're not going to overly praise you because – They, won either coaching you still or they got to play against you. It's almost like the conversation that we had last year during basketball season when Giannis said what he said about KD. Like, you know, he was praising him and talking. And we was like, not right now.
0: Do Um, that afterwards.
1: Yeah, do that afterwards.
0: Tom Brady, we finally heard from yesterday. I don't know if you say responding to Belichick, but at least talking about his relationship with Coach.
2: He's a great coach. Has everyone prepared, does a great job of that. And uh, obviously I said before, taught me a lot. Was a great mentor for me for a long time. And I really enjoyed my time in New England. But at the same time, super excited about what we've done here. I got great group of coaches here, an amazing group of guys that, you know, still motivate me and inspire me to be the best I could be for this team and this organization. And um, I've just had a great, last 18 months have been um, very fulfilling in a lot of different ways. And I love my football experience here as well. I mean, look, man, Tom knows that he doesn't win six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowl, well, six, obviously, with the Pats, if it's not for having Bill Belichick. I, I, the great ones recognize that, man. It's, you know, as much as you do things by yourself to a degree, you can't do things without a team. Like, the team has to be successful. You can have huge moments, but the team, like – our team, right, how Evan brings the mindset every single day here about what we're doing, what Key brings, what you bring, Max, what I bring. Like, it's a, it's a team effort. You, you reach a certain goal. You recognize that it takes a team in order to help you do that. Tom recognizes that. Tom's never going to make things about himself. He's never going to give you that type of insight, even if he does feel a way about it personally. Nope. And,
1: and, and as you could tell when Tom was speaking there, he said Bill is a great coach. He didn't say Bill was the greatest coach. Because
0: he has to respect Bruce Arians, who he just won a championship with. I thought you were going here. This is what jumped out to me. Bill was a great mentor for me yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is, is he referring to the whole 20 years? Or is he saying, look, at a certain point, I no longer needed a mentor. I needed a new mm. experience. Not yeah. and, and Bill... I'm reading into it, for but sure. That,
1: but that you don't need to read into that, though, Max, because that's reported, that's out there in the universe already. That it's it ran its course, and Tom didn't want to be treated like a 23 year old kid out of Michigan anymore. You know, okay, so you treat me as a as a 23 rookie, 27 year old vet, 30 some year old vet. But damn, man, I'm I've been here
0: a long time. Let's stop. Damn, man, I'm called the GOAT for a reason. The
3: greatest who ever did it.
0: There are other games on the week four schedule. We're going to break it all down next.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
0: Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. He's already laughing.
1: What happened? I'm just laughing, man. My life is beautiful. I'm here in New York City. The sun is beaming through. We're rolling. Let's go.
0: (laughs) First down. Panthers at Cowboys. Dallas is favored by four and a half. Yeah, and
1: when you look at this situation, the Dallas Cowboys favored by that four and a half points, but the Carolina Panthers' defense is really tough. And I know that we praise everything about the Cowboys getting better on the defensive side of the ball. Clearly, they got a quarterback who's one of the top, you know, four or five guys in the National Football League right now. It'll be interesting to see, though, if Carolina could do anything with Christian McCaffrey not in the lineup. Joe Brady's
2: a smart offensive coordinator. Let's see if they can keep it rolling. Big game for Sam Darnold. I mean, we we just talked about Dak Prescott and everything with the Cowboys, about not taking the cheese, and about what kind of example he sets, that standard of excellence. And now we see Sam Darnold, a guy that has been rejuvenated in that Carolina offense, but now not having his primary attack weapon in Christian McCaffrey. Like, If it becomes a shootout, let's see
0: how he handles that. I, I know there's a difference between saying you don't know and you don't think it can be done. I don't know about Carolina. They have that one good win against the Saints, but there were extenuating circumstances. I don't know. I do know about Dallas. They compete evenly with the top teams. They beat up bad teams. I like Dallas here. Second down. Second down. Cardinals at Rams. Rams four-point favorites. FPI has them at 61% to win this game.
1: Yeah, you know, Max, they are seeking their first 4-0 start in a very long time. Second time over the last 20 years for the Rams. The last time they did it was in 2018. They eventually lost to the Super Bowl to the Pats. But here's an interesting statistic for you. The Rams are 40-0, and including the playoffs under Sean McVay, when they are leading at halftime. So what does that tell you? They need to get up on the Arizona Cardinals because once you get up on the Arizona Cardinals – most likely you pin your ears back on the defensive side of the ball and you go get Mighty Mouse. Contain him. Keep him inside the pocket. Don't let him get out on the perimeter. That will be Kyler Murray. And then you neutralize DeAndre Hopkins. You take him away with Jalen Ramsey. Hey, fine, Jalen Ramsey, go get that dude 10. And then the rest, you'll have an easier night.
2: Sounds easy to say. Contain him. Keep him in the pocket when you think about Mighty Mouse. But – I mean, how about the fact that this dude, third QB in NFL history to log back-to-back games with 300 passing yards and 80% completion percentage? What?
0: It's nuts. What? It's nuts. But here, I like like Kyler against the Rams, D. Me too. But the Rams are a better team. The Rams now remind me of 18. But maybe they can go farther in the playoffs if Stafford can do it. They are the best team in football when you look at all phases of the game. They're not really weak anywhere. Where are they weak? Kyler Murray yeah. is 0-4 against the Sean McVay-led mm-hmm. Rams. So, Yeah, that includes the coach. You're the best team; like always they're, they're win. Strong. You guys always no, talk no about they, any given no, Sunday. I like this Kyler, is tough to win. I like Kyler and the Rams in this game. Third down. Third down. Third down. Like, in other words, Kyler's going to do well, but so but the Rams will win. Okay. <laughs> Ravens at Broncos. The Broncos are the slight favorites. The the line is even. FPI gives them almost a 55% chance to win. This
1: is a tough game to to choose, right? When, When you're looking at it, Lamar Jackson has missed some time this week in practice. Teddy Bridgewater, all he does is win. He doesn't give the ball to the other team. He doesn't cost his team. But Lamar Jackson is also getting back. Rashad Bateman, and Boykin at the receiver position. So that gives him some help because Hollywood damn uh, Brown was a bad movie. Dropped three touchdown passes last week. Bad movie in Hollywood. And the Denver Broncos got a defense, and if you're not going to catch the damn ball, you're going to cost your team.
2: So very similar to Carolina, Max, when you say you don't know about Carolina. I feel like I know about Denver's defense. But still, even though Teddy Bridgewater not turned the ball over, everything seems to be good. They beat the Giants, they beat the Jags, they beat the Jets, right? So a real matchup against a guy who is the most elusive quarterback maybe in the history of the NFL, right, Lamar Jackson. So Lamar has kept his team in games, has been able to win big-time games. It's hard to just contain
0: him and keep him in the pocket. This is what's crazy. I'm dying to say Lamar is going to light the Broncos' defense up. I'm dying to say it. If Bateman had been there for a week already – if they'd been if Lamar wasn't missing practice, if his back was okay, I would come out and say Lamar's gonna put it on him. But because of yes, yes, Hollywood's dropping passes, Bateman and, and Lamar are gonna have to get on the same page. We don't know if how Lamar is gonna be feeling. I still like the Ravens, but I like them close. Fourth down. <laughs> Fourth down. Steelers at Packers, Packers, big uh, favorites. What do you think, Key? Favorites? <laughs>
1: Really? Aaron Rodgers is rolling into Pittsburgh, his future home, with a loaded team future home. where the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger is just trying to figure out how to muster up a decent quarter on the offensive side of the ball. They are in trouble against this team. I think when you look at it, yes, they get T.J. Watt back. He can apply some pressure. But that's not enough to overcome some of the major deficiencies that this Pittsburgh Steelers team has right now. Green Bay should win this game. I don't think – I just –
2: I, I don't see it. I don't see where Pittsburgh beat, you know. What you say, you can't make uh, lemonade out of lemons when you got limes? Yeah, you can't do <laughs> That's it. A, I mean, hey, look, from somebody, it hurts when I run. I watch Big Ben play. It hurts for me sitting down you. on the
0: couch <laughs> to watch Big Ben man, you're play. You're like the same age.
2: Oh my you God. and Ben are like the same see, age. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's like he has one leg out there, too.
0: Yeah. That's what it feels like. I, I think Tomlin's going to find some wins in this schedule somewhere. I don't know where he finds them right now, but I believe in Tomlin. I do not think this will be one of those wins. 61%. Got a little bonus down, guys. Bonus down. Ole Miss at Alabama. Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. Nick Saban never loses to assistants, but as Paul Feinbaum said on this show, Lane's not exactly on the Saban coaching tree. That's really Pete Carroll. Key, how do you see it? And and Paul's
1: absolutely right in terms of that. It's, It's more of a Pete Carroll, but he learned a lot from Nick Saban how to become a head coach. And he's had success as a head coach since leaving Nick Saban. Look, from one player to another player, from left to right, from front to back, from number to number, Alabama got better players except one guy at the quarterback spot. Matt Carell, if they're going to win this game, Matt Carell's got to play like a Heisman Trophy contender. He he has to do it. And I think he can, but they need everybody else needs to kind of, including the coaching staff, they've got to kind of pull together because talent-wise, they're not the same talent.
2: It's um, when teams have games that they still win, it feels like, you know, the, the whole notion after Alabama last weekend was, you know, is this – This team has some deficiencies, you know, what's going on? They're not the same Alabama teams of the past. And that's usually when the greatest coaches, when they're able to get their kids' attention, that's when it's scariest. So as much as we're talking about Matt Corral, I get all that. I still look at the line, like, wow. Even though this is a really big-time game, Alabama's still a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. 14 and a half point favorite. I would take the when,
1: points. When Ole Miss was shocking Alabama or whatever, they had the Robert Kondichis in the treadwells. You know, they, they had players that were there that was under a system with Hugh Freeze. So they had these top five guys in, in their program. Right now, Lane doesn't have that. So, But they took them down to the wire for the most part last year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The, Nick Saban dominates his assistants, by the way. 23 and 0. The bo- games against former assistants.
0: Twenty-one 20- of by at least two touchdowns. There you go. The the boring analysis of this is Ole Miss offense, Alabama defense. I like Ole Miss offense, Alabama offense, Ole Miss defense. Right, and that might decide that probably decides the game. Alabama's a better overall team. I think Ole Miss can upset them. But I, I I like Alabama may not win every game. This might be the one they drop. In Lane, as, as I as I told him
1: the other day. I said, man, what you ought to do is go walk up to Nick and look at him in his eyes. That's what you ought to do. Just walk what? up to him and just stare at him. Because if you can get on – because he, he's the one guy that will get on his damn nerves and make him do something in-game that will screw everything up.
2: Uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic
1: because he's so mad at you that he just does something. And it might work.
2: What did Paul him say? It was great. He, yeah, yeah. He, I forget the last time. You like he he's your kid. Yeah, he
0: said he's the kid who – you take the car keys Yeah, away. he got four more. Yeah, <laughs> he, he made copies five of copies
2: of them. Yeah, you cannot thank me. I got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the the one kid that sneaks out the bedroom window, and 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 you told him no. You checked on him and
0: went in there. Everything was good. You went to sleep. You woke up, and he wasn't there because he was down the street at the party. Nick Saban and Alabama will always make you regret picking against them. But ooh, ooh, ooh this one. one, I would take the points. Oh, yeah, take the points. I take the a Well, and a half. Easy. Well, you're doing
2: good in your. Picks. I'm second for the basketball guy in this show.
0: Speaking yeah. of Lane and Kiffin and, and Paul Feinbaum, Lane Kiffin was on the Paul Feinbaum show. Here's what he said.
4: It's a very big challenge, obviously. You know, anytime you play the number one team in the country, you play Alabama, who's been the best program for a long time, the best head coach in the history of college football, and you play them at their place. For our first time as a team in non-COVID, really being on the road. So we got a lot of work to do. We, we've not played... You know, a top twenty-five team, let alone the number one team. So we we have a lot of work. It's a long season. Obviously, this is a huge game with a lot of attention on it, but you know, it's a twelve game season and a lot of work to do in our second year here.
0: Is that is how much of that key is See, the Okie doke? I was about to say you talk about I
1: speak Parcellian. what yeah. is that? Sabian? I mean, yeah. like yeah, he's not gonna say anything, <laughs> but it it's it's not the Okie doke. Look, one thing that I could for sure, guarantee is Lane is not delusional about what type of team he has and what type of players he has. Uh, they're going to fight. They're going to play hard and tough and do all those sort of things. But in the end, if you can't out-scheme them, your talent is not going to beat them. It's just not – they just don't have it, Max. They, they're good, but they don't have – that. As Meek Mill said, there are levels to this. There's levels to it. And yep. that level for them right now is not where Alabama's level is at.
2: What does Matt Carell have to do in order to be successful?
1: Well, one, you got, can't turn the ball over. Um, and Lane's got to put him in the positions to be successful. The receivers have got to get open. The offense has got to block for him. They've got to do something. It, the problem isn't going to be like Max was saying. The problem is not going to be that offense against Alabama's defense. They're going to do what they need to do offensively. The problem is going to be can your defense stop Bryce Young in that offense?
0: Tom Brady talking about his return to New England. Listen. What will
5: that be like, Tom? What will it be like? I, I know exactly that? how it's going to be like, but it's interesting. You, you've internalized what it'll
0: feel like.
4: Oh, yeah, I know. I can envision everything.
0: Keyshawn J. Will Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Rob Ninkovich joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Good morning, Rob. How does, yes, sir. how does this one game, will it have an impact on the way we view Brady and Belichick? I hope not. I hope that that's not
4: the case, because if it is, I don't want to live in that world where one game decides the legacy of two guys that are going to be Hall of Famers no matter what. So... Look, I, I know this is a crazy matchup and everyone's excited to watch it and, and to witness it, but uh, no, I do not think that just one game will define either, Tom or Bill. All right.
1: Now I want to test your loyalty. Uh-oh. <laughs> who are you going to back, back in this one, Rob, though? Right? Is it Bucks and Tom Brady or is it your team, your Super Bowls, Mr. Kraft, Bill Belichick? <laughs> See how I did that? I put all the... Mr. Kraft, yeah, Bill you're Belichick. To put everybody
4: in there, the yeah, people yeah. that put money in well, your pocket. How about this? How about this? I'm on the fence because I'm like literally on the fence. I live in Foxborough. I live close to the stadium, so I don't want my uh, home hit with an egg. But anyway, you know when I think about the the two teams in general, when you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, you look at the New England Patriots. When I just walk watched last week alone, the Patriots have a lot of work this week to get done, so where they're competitive and they're in a situation where they could even be in this game. So with that said, I like Tom Brady. I played with Tom Brady. I think that he is is probably going to have a great game when it comes to the matchup. But um, you just look at these two teams, and I have to go with what I see on tape, and that's Tampa. They're a better football team. Um, But I think it will be a hard-fought football game, and it's going to come down to probably one or two possessions. That's just the way it goes when uh, Bill Belichick is facing such a great quarterback and Tom Brady is challenged.
2: All right, I need a real talk from you very quickly. How long do you think the embrace will be after the game? Over or under five seconds? I'm going to bet on it. That's why I'm asking you. You have insight that I don't.
4: Uh, I, over five seconds. Over five,
2: over five seconds. seconds, not a quick pass.
4: No, it's going to be a, you know, come in, hug, respect. This game's built on respect, so I, I don't think that there will be any um, quick handshakes and, and uh, non-talk like, hey, That's it. No, I think it'll be more.
2: All right, let me ask a more serious question. Matthew Judon kind of lost his patience the other day with his sixth question asked about Tom Brady. Uh, What would it take for something like that to break you, obviously, with all the, the speculation and hype about Tom and Bill Belichick in the Patriot way or the Tom Brady way? I mean, it seems like after a while, it'll just become annoying.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is annoying, especially when there's more to the team than just Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The last time I checked, Bill's not throwing a helmet on. He's not running out there and making any tackles. So, you know, there's a lot of players that go into this matchup other than just those two guys, and it's going to come down to the best team making the least amount of mistakes, and that's just what the, that's the way games are won and lost in this league. So, yeah, I can understand Judon, and I'm envious of Judon. I wish I could go out there and get a shot at hitting Tom Brady. He was always in a red jersey, and if you came close to him, you got yelled at. So, you know, for these guys, Calvin Hoy, Hightower, Judon, that are going to get a chance to, to team up, come on now. I want to I go out there. I wish I could go play right now. <laughs> Nick,
0: there's a lot of talk, you know, before the season about Mac Jones and how he reminded some people in terms of the style of Tom Brady, you know, and early in a quarterback's career, you know, game manager, big on third down, you know, that's good but the, the Mac Jones talk seems to have cooled off a little after they lost to the Saints. Where What do you think he brings to this game? Look, I, I think that Mac Jones is the best rookie drafted so far.
4: So when you look at what these rookies have to go through in, in trying to prepare, and this game is a little unfair to Mac Jones, honestly. I mean, he came into a situation out of his control. He was drafted to New England. It's not his fault Tom Brady was here for 20 years. So we know that this... This game is a huge matchup and it's just, the, the hype is crazy. Driving yesterday to go pick up my brother-in-law, I saw a billboard with three days on it. Like, come on, this, this, is, this is something that Mac Jones was, was brought into and I think that he's done a good job so far. He's trying to learn, he's trying to be better. Last week, you look at the interceptions he threw, one was thrown up in the air for an interception, the other one he was hit while he was throwing the football and then the, the third one was at the end of the game with 30 seconds left, so you know, I think that he's done a, a commendable job at, at coming in as a rookie and understanding a playbook that's definitely advanced. The Patriots are going to have to open it up this week if they can expect to go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. They're not just going to be able to run and check down the ball. They're going to have to push the ball down the field, and we'll see if they can do that with Mac Jones this week.
1: You took, you took the, the Bucks in this matchup. Who else do you have favorite Rob in week four to come out with a W?
4: Well, you know, it's, when you look at these matchups, I, I think that obviously the Patriots and the Bucks. that's going to be a, a closely watched football game and everyone's going to be you know, excited to be there. Um, so I, I want to see if the Steelers can try and bounce back this week. Um, they haven't looked too hot. The, all the speculation on Ben Roethlisberger and can he get back to anything that looks like what he used to be. I mean, I think that maybe they could do it this week. So the Steelers, I'm having my eye on the Steelers. That's one of my, my big games this week that I want to see if they can bounce back from.
2: Rob, are you a believer in, you know, when Aaron Rodgers says something positive about the Steelers organization and Mike Tomlin, all of a sudden all the speculation comes out. Well, is this a good <laughs> fit for him next year? Will he be a Steeler? What do you
4: think the succession plan should be for the Steelers organization? I mean, I think that's a, diff- that's a difficult question because obviously the season predicts where you're at in the draft, and then you'll be able to look at your situation, where you're going to be at, what number you're going to be at, and we all know that there's going to be some type of movement at that position um, depending on how this, this season turns out, and uh, we'll see. But yeah, definitely, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has made it known that he wants to be out of Green Bay. So will he be there next year? I do not think so. He's going to be somewhere else. So which team wants Aaron Rodgers? Which team wants to go to the Super Bowl?
1: Rob, uh, Carolina's Panthers head coach, Matt Rule, obviously they played Dallas Cowboys this week. And in watching and studying Dak Prescott and looking at him, he said that pre-snap at the line of scrimmage, Dak Prescott is playing the game. And And he compared him to Peyton Manning, Drew Brees at the line of scrimmage checks in and out of things. What do you make of those comments because you played against both of them?
4: Yeah, I mean, look, he's been playing great, and I think that he's earned every single penny of the contract that he just got. But, uh, you know, it's still early, and there's still a long way to go before you are in any breath the same with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, those guys are record-setting players that played – a long, long time. So he looks like he's, he's on track. He's on track. But I'd pump the brakes just yet on the uh, Hall of Fame comparisons because those guys are in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. Rob, thank you very much. Appreciate it. On the scene at Gillette, Gillette Stadium. Right outside, he needs a scarf because he set the scene very right away with the weather. And, he's more of an Ascot oh. guy. Uh, yeah. is Ascot, that Ascot? Yeah. is that right? Yeah. Get an Ascot. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Right, Rob. That's Rob Ninkovich See on the Goodyear Hotline from outside Gillette Stadium. Keyshawn J. Willimax presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. It's the last weekend of the baseball season, but we've got a battle of Louisville sluggers on the gridiron.
1: The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast.
0: Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN Two, Sirius XM Channel Eighty, and your smart speakers. College football is back, indeed. Tune in tomorrow night as LSU hosts Auburn, pre- presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at eight thirty p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN App. What a college football weekend! And in the NFL, I don't know if you heard about it. Yes, there's the big game, of course, Brady and Belichick. But oh, that there's a, this weekend. There's also a battle of two quarterbacks who were, you know, went to the same college. Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater both had success at Louisville. They meet in the NFL. But, oh, guys, I wanted to take this as ever. I thought Lamar going to light these dudes up. But he's just getting Bateman back this week. And he mm. has not practiced in two straight days due to a back issue. That's big news for the Ravens because, as Jamison Hensley told us earlier in the week, He is the guy, obviously, who makes the offense go. Listen.
5: The Ravens offense surprisingly ranks fourth in total yards and 11th in scoring. These numbers come with Baltimore's top two running backs out for the season and all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley out for the last two games. This shows that the Baltimore offense will remain dangerous as long as Lamar Jackson has the ball in his hands. But is this one-man show sustainable? That's really up to Jackson. This season, he's been pressing at times. Jackson has turned the ball over five times in three games. He's also taking more hits because he's trying to gain those extra yards. What Jackson has to understand is this. The Ravens are a playoff team with Jackson scrambling for those 20-yard runs and throwing those 30-yard completions. If Jackson gets hurt, the season is over.
0: <laughs> well, what Yeah, was baby. Look, what was interesting about that, obviously, Lamar Jackson's the whole offense, we get it. But what's interesting to me there is Lamar Jackson's ball security and injury history are both very good, very good. For a guy who runs as much as he does and all that stuff, his ball security and injury history, no, no issues there. But Key, Jay, if he's now thinking, I got to do a little more, he has turned the ball over more than we're used to seeing. But and he has having a back issue right now.
1: But remember though, uh Max he turned, had three turnovers in one game. Mm-hmm. So, let's be fair. It's not like he's doing it every single game. Every, you know, that's not he had the three turnovers mm-hmm. in the one
2: game. Um Kick, has a question? You can ask right away. What, what's Baltimore's record? 2 and 1. Okay. I you know, one I, loss was close. I, so, I just Sometimes it's funny for me, like when we get into like these narratives about players and obviously he has to do more or the the turnovers, man, look at the man's record with what he's dealt with thus far. Like, and yes, you can go into this whole description about, well, it could increase his opportunity to get hurt, but Lamar Jackson is special and you want him to continue to be special because I think it's going to make it better when his teammates actually come
0: back to play. Well, 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 why I, are you laughing, I,
1: Key? Because you said you want to ask me a question. I know it was
2: more of a question a, into a statement,
1: statement. Damn it! You he know yes, what I he mean? Made a
0: statement, but but, but <laughs> where well, Where's You the asked question? me a question. <laughs> I gave you the answer. Then you just ran with it. I like, know. I couldn't help myself. Leave stuff. some meat on the bone for me is all I'm saying. Because it frustrates me. Yeah, but the I, issue now, guys, is <laughs> Lamar Jackson has now missed two practices with. Let me tell yeah, you what I don't, scares I don't me. Know what Back that means. injury scares me. Back scares me. Yeah, but I don't know.
1: I don't know what that means, though. Is it? Is is it? A back injury, or is it a back spasm, tightness, tightness yeah, yeah, and they just want to loosen it up to get him going? Clearly, he's going to play. Not worried about that. The, the, this whole – then I had this conversation with with Dan Orlowski yesterday, and, and Dan is convinced that the offense needs help from the receiver position. The offense needs some hands from the receiver position. Because Lamar Jackson has been delivering the football. They just got to catch it. We came into the season talking about the, the passing game needs to evolve. Oh, the passing game needs to evolve. Yeah, they're not gonna do that. Lamar Jackson got the offense going in the right direction. But it's this, it's the it, it's it's how the story is being told about Lamar in the offense. They didn't get Bateman for nothing. Like, no, they're they, going he's to never utilize lo- him, though, Max, when he's healthy. Yeah. But we came into the season concerned about the passing game of Lamar Lamar's made some amazing pe- – Lamar's, Lamar's fine. He's they got to
0: catch the football. Furthermore, he's made some amazing plays this year out of the – like amazing, but – they didn't get Bateman for nothing. They have never really given him—not not on tight end. I mean, a receiver who you go, boy, that guy is actually an above-average all-around receiver.
1: Well, they've never given—they've never given the Baltimore Ravens, right? They, I mean, the last was Smitty, Steve Smith was there, but he was at the end. Prior to that was Derek Mason. So they really never uh, Anquan Boldin was there, but but he was—it yeah, wasn't a football the same player. Yeah, too. it yeah. wasn't the same. Certain situations in teams don't believe in a number one true home run getter because of their style. Well, but Bateman isn't. Bateman is just an all around receiver. I but wonder, he becomes their one. Yep, he becomes their their one receiver. Hollywood Brown is a, a deep threat that has all the speed in the world, the quickness, but he has a case of the dropsies, going all the way back to last year.
0: He drops the football a lot. We've been focusing a lot on Lamar. The thing
1: might be too big for him.
0: And by the way, the Vic Fangio offense, right? Denver. But we haven't really talked about Bridgewater, a guy who you love. You, love, I mean, like Bridgewater been a winning quarterback his whole career. What about Teddy Bridgewater's job against the Baltimore defense? Well,
1: he's got to do what he's been doing. Not turn the ball over, get his team in. His number one job of a quarterback is to get his team into the end zone. And he's been able to do that. It, it, it's i do the J. It's uh, a laugh. But it's one of those things where we use this word on this show a lot, narrative. That goes all the way back to Louisville, all the way to Minnesota, even in, in, in New Orleans, Carolina. Now all of a sudden people are acting like Teddy Bridgewater is playing out of his mind. No. No, he's not. He's doing the same things he's always done, damn it.
0: But one of those things is not throwing a lot of touchdowns, and I like Bridgewater. But But we got to be honest about that. Is
1: it him or is it them? Because I'm asking you, you. and I'm going to tell you what: it's them. It's not him. It's them. It's the offense in which they want to play. If you look at Teddy Bridgewater's five, just go to 2019 New Orleans Saints. You look at the five games that Teddy Bridgewater played in in New Orleans. He wins those games. He has a 70, I think it was about 71 complete, 71% completion percentage. He threw for about 1,300 yards in however many touchdowns. His ball traveled in the air the furthest that year than Drew Brees. 39 yards in the air, Drew Brees' furthest was 30. Running wise, running the ball with the running attack from the running backs, even across Stephen across the board. Drew Brees' numbers in the five games after Teddy Bridgewater, identically the same as Teddy Bridgewater's five. Except didn't win as
0: much. Didn't win Brid- as Bridgewater. much, but it's the same. No, no, no. Bridgewater won more. I understand was five that. I understand that, but it was the same. Um, to your point, Key, I looked it up. You said look it up. I looked it up. Bridgewater never throws a lot of touchdowns except that year, those five games, nine touchdowns, two interceptions in five games. So it is that that you make a point that is backed up by the numbers. Keyshawn Johnson, Analytics. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
5: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.